today we're talking about why the words that you tell yourself, why they actually matter. So my face is like huge on my screen. What's happening? Okay. So, and this has everything to do with you guys. Number one, teaching your kids the things that you want them want to see from them, the behaviors you want to see from them. And number two, even if you can't control their behaviors, this is going to help you mentally and emotionally to get through those teen years, you guys. I know it is difficult. I know you guys are, I know a lot of people are struggling. A lot of parents are struggling because number one, we weren't taught a lot of things when we were younger, right? And how to regulate our emotions and how to raise kids and how to raise teenagers. And we're dealing with so many different things than our parents even dealt with, right? Social media, phones, um, just electronics and the internet, right? All of those things our parents didn't really have to deal with. So you guys are navigating new territory. And as you're doing that, we weren't, if you weren't given the tools, like most of us from your parents or from school, because they don't teach these things in school, then there's a very good chance that you're just struggling and you're not, it's like we're drowning, right? We're just keeping our head above water and we're waiting until, a lot of parents are waiting until the day when your kids graduate and just crossing our fingers that like everything's going to be okay. They're going to be successful. They're going to make it. They're going to graduate. And what I'm going to teach you right now is helping you, is going to help you right now so that you can feel better right now instead of having to wait instead of having to um like walk on eggshells while your kids are doing whatever they're doing and you're just praying for a good day you're praying for a good morning you're crossing your fingers you're hoping you're this that you're saying the right thing you're hoping that you're doing the right thing this um video today i'm trying to fix my neckline this video today is going to help you so that you don't have to do that anymore okay because what that does is that puts the control with your teen. That puts the control not in your hands at all. You're kind of like, and we do this all the time as human beings. You're kind of like, here is, um, here's my happiness and here's how I get it. And if you don't, like, I hope you do the right thing with it so that I get to feel better. <laughs> so that I get to feel good today. And you're kind of like handing that over to your teen, right? Here's my story. I did this with my spouse for years and years and years and years and years, okay? Um, this is a little bit vulnerable for me to talk about, but I'm going to anyways because I think it's going to help you. So my marriage was not what I thought it should be. That's a good, it's a key word right there. My marriage is not what I thought it should be for many, 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 many years, like good eight to 10 years, right? I've been married for 13 years. So, and I was waiting for him to change. I was just like, maybe as we, as especially the first year of marriage, right? Like we're just getting used to this. Like maybe as we start living with each other, um, here was, here's my thought, right? I had roommates, I have sisters. And as we lived together, it's like we kind of grew together and, um, we could see where each other needed things. And we kind of just like picked up after each other. And that's what I thought a marriage would be. <laughs> that's what I thought living with a man would be because I didn't live with him until I got married. And that is not what happened, right? There were so many roadblocks. There were so many things that even to this day, 
didn't just jive like it probably would have if I like were living with a roommate, right? Or or if me and my sister were trying to figure something out together. So there were all of these things that I was just waiting for him to change. I was waiting for him to fix it so that I could feel better. And I was trying to change him. I mean, I was like, also, I took accountability a little bit. I was like, here's where I can do better. Here's where I can be happier. And and then, but it was like contingent. It was like, I will do these things. And then he will see that I'm doing these things and he will be better. And what happened was I would do those things and it wouldn't change him. And so then I would get really discouraged and I'm like, screw that. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z if all I get is the same thing from him, right? And and honestly, to be honest, he was probably thinking the same thing, okay? Um, and it took communication, but what it took most of to get over this hump was for me to work on myself, was for me to take back the power, take back the control, and be like, you know what? This is what I've chosen. I've chosen to be with this person, and what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to wait to be happy until he changes. I'm not going to put my happiness in his hands. Um, Cause I was kind of taught that that's what we should do. Right. I was kind of taught that that's kind of the way it works. Even like movies, I think teaches that a little bit and that's not the way my real life worked. So here's what happened. I started getting really aware of how I was talking to myself about my spouse, of the story, you guys, that I was telling myself because it was not a pretty story. It was a really ugly story and it made him out to be like the worst person ever, okay? When he wasn't, he was a good dad, he was a good man and he just wasn't meeting my expectations and I was... Um, I was putting my happiness on him. I was not allowing myself to have that unless I saw certain things from him, right? Which totally disempowered me. I was not empowered at all. And I was used to being empowered. I went to nursing school. Like I felt like a bad A, right? I, I had a lot of friends. I had a lot of guys who liked me. And so this put me in a really unfamiliar position where I was like, number one, my marriage is not what it, what I want it to be. And number two, I feel like I've totally and completely lost who I am. And number three, it's up to this man to change that for me. <laughs> okay, so how can this relate to you with your teen, right? The first thing that I noticed, you guys, is that I'm not in charge of him. Number one, I cannot control him, right? He will do whatever he wants to do. And I, and in my mind, I'm kind of like, I'm trying to be a little bit manipulative, I think. That's what I was trying to do, to get him to do what I wanted him to do, right? But when I let that go, when I was like, okay, he's going to do whatever he wants to do, and that's okay. When I let that go, do you know how empowered that made me feel, right? It made me feel like, you can do whatever you want over here and I'm going to have a badass day. I'm going to feel amazing. I'm going to be happy. You can come home and whine or like whine about money or whatever and I'm still going to feel awesome. I'm not going to I'm not going to let that break me down every time. I'm not I'm still human so like it would still get to me, right? But I took control over that and I let 
that go from him. And what that did was that open, it like blew open the doors for communication. What that did was he felt accepted for who he was because I truly was accepting him for who he was. I was not trying to change him. And guess what happened from that? He was more open to the things that I like, not that I wanted him to change, but he started changing in the ways that I had always hoped and dreamed and wished for. And our marriage was like better than it ever had been. When I just accepted him for who he was, I loved him for just existing. That was crazy, you guys. Okay, so this might not happen in the same exact way for your kids, but it can absolutely still happen for you, okay? Some of you might experience exactly what I experienced, and some of you might experience something different. But what happens when you let go of trying to change your child? There's a couple of things that happen here. This is going a different direction than I what I thought, but what happens is Number one, you get to feel better because you're no longer just trying to manipulate the situation, trying to walk on eggshells, trying to say the right thing, do the right thing so that so that you can control them. And number two, they're feeling that. They're feeling that release of control. And so then they're able to live more into who they want to be instead of what people do sometimes is trying to fight who you want them to be. Have you noticed that, right? It's like, I want you to clean your room and the more I bug you about it, the more you don't want to do it. But if I were to just like say it once then or do something different, approach it from a different way, then maybe you would do just do it on your own because you wanted to do it, because you wanted a clean room, okay? So this is kind of the way that... Um, this has everything to do with the story that you tell yourself, all right? The words, like if I had a book of the words that I told myself about my marriage for the first eight years of marriage, because it took me eight years, okay? Eight years to even begin this journey, then that would be a pretty awful book. And most people would think that I had this horrible, terrible marriage and I was married to this horrible, terrible person. But then if they saw the video of my life, they'd be like, Brit, you are crazy. Like, <laughs> it's not that bad, right? Or maybe it is that bad in your situation. Maybe it really, truly is that bad. Maybe really, truly you're living with something that is not fun, that is really, really difficult. And that's how I felt in my situation too. So what happened when I started changing the words I told myself? Even just like, so one of the things I would do was like name call in my head or, or under my breath. I would call names. I would, um, what else would I do? I would just, I would complain. I would do a lot of complaining. Um, and I would, it would basically be like, I'm the victim here. Why me? Why am I, why do I have to be in this situation? Why is he putting me in this situation? And the, that was a story I was telling myself. And when I changed the way I told that story, I started looking at it a different way and my reality started to change. And then he started seeing that and he started to change and we both started getting what we wanted, which was so amazing. So the story that I started telling myself was like, okay, he can put his shoes here, right? He can do that. That's not a problem. If I want them moved, I want them moved. I can move them, right? Like this is just a simple, stupid 
like little tiny part of it, right? But he doesn't, he shouldn't put them anywhere. He doesn't have to. He's not, um, he's not being malicious when he puts them places that I haven't asked him. He should be able to put his shoes where he wants them to. And I should be able to move them and put them where I want to. That's totally fine. Do you see the difference between like, oh, he's just putting them here. And I've told him a hundred thousand times. And like, why is he still doing this? And what's wrong with him? And he doesn't love me. And he's not listening to me and he doesn't care and do you see how it can like spiral out of control from there so how are you doing with your this with your kids um i did this this morning too with my kids right or you're even like let's talk about a clean house with my kids because that's a big thing for me right now um even the story i tell myself about the messes that are around my house either i can go to where sometimes my brain goes to which is they don't care they're they're lazy they don't clean things up they just want me to be their slave <laughs> they like what else gets me sometimes um i haven't taught them how to clean then i get to judge myself about that one right um they um just th that story right versus oh i'm still teaching them they don't they still are have like an underdeveloped brain i'm still gonna i can still teach them how to clean i can still teach them to clean up about clean up after themselves their version of clean is not my version of clean and i can accept that and i can also have them do more or do better if i want them to or i can accept what they view as clean right another thing that i've told myself lately that i love is my kids are allowed to live in my house i want them to live in my house and this is what look what living in my house looks like and i actually when I can change that story a little bit, that that is a big thing for me. That's like, oh yeah, I can totally get behind that. Slime out, crafts out, they can live. And I can choose to clean it up in the way that I want to clean it up. Or I can also choose to, to sit by and allow them to do it in the way that they do it. And to coach them through it and teach them through it, right? Instead of thinking when I tell them to clean up, it's going to look the way that I wanted it to be clean. And then I'm disappointed every time. Okay. So how can you apply what I'm talking about to your life today? If you were to sit down and write the story that you're telling yourself about your teen right now, or your kids right now, what would that story look like? And do you like that story? Do you like how that story makes you feel? Because if you don't, I'm going to tell you right now from my experience and from how I help parents and how I've coached kids is that you can change that story and you can turn that story into whatever you want and whatever you want to believe. So this isn't about turning everything into like rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and daisies, right? That's not what it's about. I didn't go from thinking my marriage was the worst to now I have the most perfect marriage ever. That's that's not reality. That's not um, that's not the story that I've been telling myself. But I've been telling myself, man, we've made a lot of progress. Man, I feel I know how to feel empowered in my marriage. I know how to feel important. I know how to feel feel valued, and it doesn't have to do anything with him. And I don't want it to do any to have anything to do with him because I don't want to put that that control in his hands number one that's a lot of pressure for him and number two that leaves me completely helpless with myself 
I want to learn how to do those things for myself so that I can create that for myself whenever I want in any situation. Okay. Um, and so if you can pay attention to the words, even like a sentence that you've been telling yourself, one of the sentences I shared a while ago was my kids are so annoying, right? Oh, that's so annoying. And I found myself just kind of saying that and I, I wasn't intentionally saying it, but when I noticed it, I noticed that that makes things worse for me. That makes things worse for me because then I have to feel annoyed at my kids and then my kids are even more annoying to me and then my kids have to feel like they're, they annoy their mom, right? I don't want any of that to be happening. So what do I want to feel? Oh, these are loud noises that I want to get away from. That's not turning it into sunshine and daisies and being like, oh, your loud noises are amazing and wonderful and cute. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I can get to, oh, I don't want to be around these loud noises. Or, oh, I know how to, to not be around these loud noises. Or, I want to be around my kids, but I'm going to put my earplugs in so I can still be around them, but I don't have to listen to them and their friends being loud, right? So I'm putting the control totally in my own hands and I get to write the story and I get to tell myself um, what I want to believe and how I want to feel. And I'm going to be human and I'm going to make mistakes and it's not always going to look perfect and it's not always going to, excuse me, it's not always going to work, right? But the more I can practice it, just like practicing anything else, the better I can get at it. And the more empowered I get to feel and the more in control of my own happiness and my own life and, and um, no matter what's going on over here, right? No matter if my kids are fighting or, or whatever. I, do you see how you can get used to controlling and regulating your own emotions in that situation to where the fighting isn't as emotional for you? This is how I... This is how I look at it. It's like the kids are, you know, the, of the example of my kids fighting. I've got four kids, so they fight sometimes, right? You know, they fight. Um, and I imagine they're like getting on this emotional roller coaster. And they're on it and they want to be on it. Like they want to be mad at each other. They want to be there. And in my mind, it's like they're riding that roller coaster. And as the parent, sometimes I'll get on and be like, you know what? You're going on this roller coaster. I'm going on this too. Here I come. I'm coming with you guys. We're all going to be in on it together. <laughs> or sometimes I'm like, you know what? You guys get to be on that emotional roller coaster. And I'm not going to join in on that. And here's what I can do to help you guys get off that emotional roller coaster. I'm going to be your teacher. I'm going to show you how not to be on that emotional roller coaster. If sometimes that looks like I need you to go over here and I don't need everyone to cool off before the teaching can begin, then, or I need to keep people safe, then that will happen too, right? With those sort of boundaries. So we're not jumping on that emotional roller coaster and it's not for them. It's for us. It's for me so that I don't have to feel like I'm on this crazy emotional roller coaster of getting involved and getting my emotions heightened when everybody else's is. Can you imagine that? It's like, how could, how empowering would that feel if you could sit here and you could feel in control, empowered, not anxious, not overwhelmed when the situations around you are chaotic right and everybody else is overwhelmed but it's like I imagine like sitting at the Thanksgiving dinner table and everybody else is like 
up here talking about politics, talking about religion, talking about all sorts of things. And you're just like a, the observer of it all, right? And then you can walk out if you'd like, or you can sit there and not have to be part of the high emotions. Or if you do choose to be part of the high emotions, it's very intentional and we're not reacting um we're in being in, an intentional responder okay we're responding it's not that we don't have to res we don't get to respond to situations it's we're being intentional with it because we've practiced regulating our emotions all right you guys the story you t tell yourself is incredibly important in how you get to feel in your life and i want you to notice for yourself are you putting the control in your own hands or are you putting the control in their hands? This could be for your spouse or your kids. I mean, this is this is for teens. But you can notice in your life where you're doing that. Maybe you work and that's happening in the workplace. Okay? In any sort of relationship as you're interacting with any sort of human. Or, you guys, maybe you're doing this with your finances. Maybe you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowing myself to have my emotions regulated until we're our bank account looks like this or until we've paid off this right that doesn't have to be that way you get to tell yourself the story that you want to tell yourself um and you get to feel better because of it so that is what i have for you guys today we are going to do a teen tuesday next oh no this month sometime this month i've got to plan that and, and put that on the schedule it'll be a tuesday um, likely the 18th or the 25th, all right? Also, something super exciting. If you're watching this today, Tuesday, or even Wednesday, no, Tuesday, or Wednesday before 10 a.m., um, and you want to get in on this, then let me know. For the next four weeks, I am meeting with parents of teens in a group setting on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's $60 to join, and you get to meet with me face-to-face, we're all coming together as a group. If you want to turn off your video, awesome. That's totally fine. You don't have to be there on video. But what I'm doing is I'm helping you to survive the teen years. Okay, the, that's what we're doing in that group. And so it's going to be trainings like this. It's going to be tools like this that's going to help you to move forward. And the best part about it is you get to apply it to your specific situation. So you get to come in and be like, okay, this is a struggle for us. This is something I know that I struggle with maybe every single day with my teen. And what you're going to walk away with is a solution for that, is a way to, to go about it better for this next week. And then we meet the next week and you get to come and talk about it and say how it's helped you or where you've struggled. And what you're going to have by the end of the four weeks is a refined solution for you to feel better as you're raising your teens for you to feel like I've got this I can handle this I have some tools to help me and I'm telling myself a different story I'm looking at it a different way and I benefit from this and everyone in my family gets to benefit from this so that's what we're doing on Wednesdays starting tomorrow at 10 a.m. if you would like to join reach out to me comment in the comments it's $60 for the entire month so it's really, it's like, what, $15 a class to be there? So, so good. The, the calls will be recorded and you'll have those to watch and relearn from whenever you want. So thank you, you guys. We will see whoever wants to join tomorrow. Bye.